Hey there, teachers. Since you're a regular podcast listener, and I know you're committed to improving your literacy instruction, I want to make sure you know about our free private podcast, the Confident Writer System Series. This private podcast was the result of so many teachers asking me questions about how to teach writing. I'd get questions like, my schedule is already so crammed. How do you find enough time to teach writing? Or my students struggle to write complete sentences and paragraphs, yet I'm expected to get them to write a five-paragraph essay by the end of the year. Help! (laughs) So I decided to put together a five-episode private podcast series that will teach you how to teach writing in upper elementary. In this short series, you'll learn the five mistakes to avoid when teaching writing in upper elementary, simple routines that will take your students from confused to confident, and manageable ways to teach writing every day without feeling rushed. You're going to get access to a podcast workbook that is filled with freebies and writing resources. So if that sounds like something that you want, then head to stellarteacher.com slash writing podcast. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash writing podcast and sign up for this free private podcast. These episodes are only available inside the private podcast. And trust me, you're not going to want to miss them. You're listening to episode number 63 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Teaching literacy is tough, but with the right tools, you can be not only good, but great. Amazing. I'm talking off the charts impactful. Hey, I'm Sarah Marie, a literacy specialist with over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. Tune in each week to this podcast to hear no fluff lesson ideas and strategies that will help you feel confident in your abilities to truly grow your students as readers. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hey friends, it's Sarah, the host of the Stellar Teacher Podcast, and I am so excited to have you joining me this week. Now, it is January 17th, and I have a sneaking suspicion that if you are actually listening to this episode live on the day that it airs, then you are probably off of school today, thanks to MLK Day. So I hope that you are enjoying a day off. And if you happen to tune in on Tuesday or Wednesday of this week on your way to school, hopefully the short week is going by quickly and it's great. I know that we are a couple weeks into the start of 2022. And I don't know if you are the type of person that sets New Year's resolutions or if you, you know, avoid them or whatever it is. I love setting New Year's resolutions, but the reality of it is, is I quickly realized that I never actually followed through on any of the resolutions that I would set. You know, I would get a gym membership in January only to like never go again after February. I would get journals. I mean, all of the things, you know, and I'd be really like excited about it and then trickle off as the year went on. I still tend to set them. But one of the things that I have found that is helpful is rather than setting these like very specific, like, you know, I'm going to exercise five days a week or I'm going to go to bed by 9 p.m. every night, you know, the absolutes. I tried to set ideas of like things I want to do more of and things I want to do less of. So like, for example, obviously this year I work from home and I spend most of my day at the computer. So one of the things I am trying to do more of is to get up in the middle of the day and walk around and just like not spend, I have an Apple watch and it's depressing sometimes how at the end of the day, I will realize that like I haven't gotten any of the stand notifications for the entire day. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been sitting at my desk for like eight hours. So I am trying to get up and move around more. I'm not, you know, trying to say like every day I'm doing this or a certain number. It's just that is something I'm mindful of. 
And then one of the things I'm trying to do less of this year, I'm actually trying to spend less time on my phone. I don't know if you've ever like looked at the notifications, the screen time stats or anything. It can be a little like terrifying, but you know, there's some days where it's like, I'll pick up my phone like 275 times and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is like disgusting. So I am trying to spend less time on my phone. So there are other things obviously that I'm trying to do more and less of, but rather than setting specific sort of like goals, I try to think of just like, okay, what are habits that I want to try to be more mindful of and what are things that I want to do less of? So if that is how you approach, you know, New Year's resolutions and goals, one of the things that you might want to consider doing is incorporating more picture books into your classroom, especially if you are an upper elementary school teacher. And today in the episode, I have six ideas that I'm going to share with you on how you can be more intentional about bringing in more picture books and reading more picture books to your students. But before I get into those tips, I have a little confession that I have to share with you. And that is that I used to think that picture books were meant for lower elementary grades, like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, you know, and I had this assumption, this is when I was like a younger teacher, but I had this assumption, you know, that once students learned how to read, they really should be reading chapter books. And that was sort of like this big aspiring goal. And I remember, you know, I started my career as a first grade and second grade teacher is where I spent my first couple of years teaching. And I remember, especially in second grade, making chapter books such a big deal for my students. You know, my students were excited about chapter books. We talked a lot about this goal of like, you know, once you learn to read, you'll really be able to read chapter books and then you're like a real reader. And now, of course, my more like wise, aware self, I think back of that. And I just kind of like shudder thinking about like what that message sent to my students. You know, this idea of like, once you can read a chapter book, then you're like a real reader, you know, as if picture books or any other type of book wasn't a real book. Now, luckily for me and the rest of my future students and all of the you know teachers that I get to support, I got my master's in curriculum and instruction with an emphasis on literacy before, or it was really right around the same time that I also became a fourth grade teacher. And I quickly learned, you know, I was corrected in this thinking that picture books, honestly, they belong in every single classroom, no matter the grade. I mean, there are benefits to reading picture books to middle school students, high school students, even college. And it's funny because... When I think back to my own college experience, I have this very vivid and clear memory from my undergraduate program of one of my professors. She was amazing, but she started every single class with a picture book read aloud, and it wasn't connected to the objective of her lesson. She didn't try to teach from it. She just started every lesson, and I think our class was maybe like 90 minutes or something, but she took the first 20 minutes or so to read a picture book to us. And She just wanted to introduce us to some of her favorite picture books that she shared with her students. And I still have so many, like I remember so many of the titles that she shared with us, but I remember one day she read Three Faithful Elephants by Yukio Toshia. And I don't think anyone in our class had ever heard that story before. And it took just a few minutes of her starting to read that book and everyone has tears. It is such a beautiful story. If you have never read it, definitely go check it out. But it only took a few minutes and literally everyone in the class is crying and they're just you know, you can hear the sniffles and people pulling out the Kleenexes. And, you know, the story just allowed for emotions and connections and the conversations and the opportunity for, you know, us as young adults to be able to just really enjoy a beautiful reading experience. And I just remember how, you know, I think about this professor a lot. I thought about her a lot too when I was in the classroom and, you know, the way she taught her college course, you know, her ultimate goal for us as her students was for us to love teaching reading And she made it then a priority for us to fall in love with books, you know, specifically picture books. And I honestly don't remember any of the theory or the pedagogy 
that she taught us. I don't remember at all what was on the syllabus, but I do remember how much of an emphasis she placed on reading picture books. And for me, at least, you know, that was definitely the start of how I fell in love with teaching reading. And, you know, like I said, when I was enrolled in my master's program, I obviously had loved picture books, but I started to really understand the benefits of using picture books specifically in the older grades. And I think sometimes we forget that picture books and, you know, stories in general can be such a great tool to discuss complex or challenging topics with our students because they're presented in story form and they can connect to the story. And then you can use that as a springboard to discuss, you know, something that might be challenging or difficult for them to understand. I think also picture books can encourage inferential thinking in a way that chapter books cannot. You know, it is an opportunity for students to really have to read between the lines and fill in the gaps with what isn't directly stated or shown in the pictures, but is inferred through the combination of text and illustrations. And I think ultimately picture books just create a love of reading, you know, with our students. And I honestly, I shouldn't have been if I think about it, because I love being read to as a college student. So I shouldn't have been surprised, but I, I really was kind of shocked when I moved to fourth grade and I started incorporating more picture books. You know, I was always using the reading workshop model. So we used picture books for like our mini lessons, but I just started reading picture books for fun to my students, you know, without a purpose. And sometimes they would be short, silly stories. And sometimes they'd be longer, you know, more complex stories. But honestly, anytime I told them that I had a story or a picture book to share with them, they were ecstatic. They were excited. They, you know, often would even ask, do we have time to read today? I think the picture books helped them fall in love with reading in a way that chapter books or any other book could not. So If you have been reluctant to incorporate picture books in your upper elementary classroom, or even if you are like, I understand how important they are, but I just don't feel like I have the time to do it, then let me share six ideas with you that will hopefully make it a little bit easier for you to prioritize reading more picture books in your classroom this year. Okay, so my first tip is really, we just have to prioritize reading picture books for fun. And I honestly thought about making this really the final tip or kind of like a bonus tip, but I really think that this is the most important, just it's the most important. That's really what it is. It's the most important. So I'm like, let me start with with the reminder that is the most important. And I have, you know, if you've listened to this podcast often or if you've attended any of my trainings, then you know that I encourage teachers to make time to read for fun. And I am often met with the response of, I don't have time. And I get it. You know, I think teachers feeling crunched for time is kind of like a constant part of teaching. And I think back to when I was in the classroom, the reality of it is, is I rarely got through everything that was on my lesson plans for the day. You know, I was maybe an over planner and I always had more things in mind than I wanted to get done. And we didn't get through all of them. And also most weeks I had some sort of assessment, demand or project or requirement or form or something that the district was passing down to the teachers that took up our time. And I get it. I just, I remember feeling that, oh my gosh, we don't have time. But here's the thing. It can feel like we don't have time, but the reality of it is, is at the end of the day, we are in control of what happens in our classroom from when the bell rings in the morning to when the bell rings in the afternoon. And we also make time for what's important to us. And I know while it can feel like we don't have time to read for fun, I think that if you can make this a priority in the next year, It is going to give both you and your students way more joy and satisfaction than almost anything else that you could prioritize. And so if you are like, okay, I'm going to do it this year. We're going to read more for fun. Maybe that means that one day out of the week, you eliminate your small groups and just spend time reading for fun. Or maybe you shorten your math lesson early one day, you know, or 
Maybe you need to tighten up your transition time just a little bit so you can find that extra minutes, you know, or maybe you end your day early, five minutes early every single day and just spend those five minutes reading for the fun of it. You know, I think that, again, trying to find the time anywhere and reading with no objective, no purpose, just for the sheer enjoyment of the story has so much power for our students. And I know that I have shared this little story before, but it really has been a pillar of my teaching career. So if you happen to be new to the podcast, I don't want you to miss out on it. And if you have heard it before, I want to remind you of it. But this comes from the same professor that started her college course every day with a read aloud. And she told us about how every day she would begin the day with a stack of books on her desk. And she would just go to the library and pull five or six picture books, you know, or if she was cleaning out books from her home or wherever it was, she was at the library, she would always start the day with a stack of books on her desk. And she said that she would determine the success of her day as to whether or not they could make it through that stack of books. And it was her priority to be effective with her instruction, to be quick with their transitions, to clearly communicate expectations. So that way she could find time in her instructional day to read to her students just for fun of it. And, you know, she's like, some days there were three books on there, some days there were seven, and some days we made it through them, and some days we wouldn't. But I think having that stack of books on her desk front and center reminded her that her goal was to read to her students as often as she could. And that is something that I did in my classroom at every grade that I taught. And again, I think it's just having this awareness and this reminder that I want to read aloud to my students just for fun. I want to read books for instructional purpose as well, but I also want to read for fun. So One of the most simple things that you can do is just put a stack of books on your desk by your read aloud chair, wherever it is, and do your best to read those to your students just for the fun of it. So tip number one, as hard as it might be, we really need to prioritize reading aloud picture books to our students just for the fun of it. Now, tip number two is to actually use picture books for mentor texts for your reading and writing instruction for your mini lessons. And again, if you've been listening to me for a while, this might be something that you're already doing, but you can use picture books as a way to teach your reading and writing objectives. You can use them as a way to teach your grammar and vocabulary instruction as well. And we use the term mentor text when we kind of talk about this. And a mentor text is a text. It really can be any text. I suggest using picture books as mentor texts, but it can be any text that you can use to teach or model a particular literacy skill. And like I said, you can use whatever literacy skill it is. If it is a, you know, how to write a complex sentence, looking for punctuation rules, if it's how to use context clues, comprehension skill, how to write an introduction or whatever it is, you can use a picture book to show an example of that. You know, so let's say you're getting ready to teach your students all about character traits. You could use the text. It would be your mentor text, a bad case of the stripes. And you could use the example of Camilla Cream in that text to show your students the difference between internal and external traits. And they're seeing you model it and talk about it with an actual picture book. You know, if you're getting ready to teach your students all about figurative language, Rather than introducing figurative language with like a PowerPoint or a poster, you could use the mentor text Owl Moon by Jane Yolen to show examples of similes and metaphors that are within that picture book. If you're getting ready to teach persuasive writing, you could use A Day the Crayons Quit by Drew DeWalt and use those letters from the crayons as an example of, you know, persuasive writing and what that looks like and using that for your students to model and mirror. You know, so rather than using a reading textbook or a worksheet or a PowerPoint, you know, and those things aren't necessarily bad, but rather than using those for your modeling portion and your teaching portion of your literacy skills, you can use picture books, mentor texts as a way to show and teach and model whatever your literacy objective is. And this is definitely something that we encourage the teachers inside the Stellar Teacher Reading membership to do. And we love providing 
mentor text book lists for different reading skills as well. You know, and we love giving scripted mini lessons for all of the reading comprehension skills so that way we make it really easy to show you, okay, here's a picture book you could use. This is what you say for, you know, each portion of it to help teach this specific reading skill. So definitely think about if you want to try to be more intentional about using picture books in your classroom, try to think about using them for mentor texts as a way to actually teach your reading and writing objectives. Hey, teachers, I'm interrupting this episode with some exciting news. Guess what? I've opened the doors for the Stellar Teacher Reading Membership for all of January 2022. The Stellar Teacher Reading Membership is a growing resource library that will give you the no prep lessons, tools, and support you need so that you can get back to putting your energy into what you're actually meant to do, teaching. It is literally a one-stop shop created for reading teachers just like you. And you want to know the best part? We are adding new resources every single month. So if you want to start the new year off with less planning, less prepping, and more support, head to StellarTeacher.com membership to learn more. I can't wait for you to join us. And until then, have a stellar January. Now, another thing you could do, and this is, again, one of my favorite suggestions to encourage upper elementary teachers to do, but use picture books during your book clubs. Now, if you already have book clubs up and running in your classroom, consider using a picture book as a text instead of a chapter book the next time you're getting ready to like switch out your book clubs, you know, and if you haven't started using book clubs in your classroom, then getting started with book clubs is so easy, especially when you're using picture books. I love using picture books for book clubs for, you know, a couple of reasons. One, the fact that they are so much shorter then a chapter book is going to make it so easy for students to get through that picture book and discuss the book and actually complete the entire book club experience than if they were reading a chapter book. Now, I don't know about you. Maybe maybe your students are like unicorns or maybe the way you do book clubs in your class is like amazing. But a lot of times the students in my book clubs, you know, they would be so excited to start book clubs and there'd be so much enthusiasm and we'd get, you know, all pumped up for it and they would get started. And after a couple of weeks, they would start to lose steam you know, students would start to forget their books at home or one student wouldn't have read the chapter. You know, they were starting to get like a little bit of like annoyance with the other people in the group. And it just wouldn't be as exciting as it was in the beginning. They would lose interest a little bit. They would just kind of fizzle towards the end. But when you use a picture book, students can read and discuss the book in a few book club meetings, you know, which means that they are constantly going to be starting a new book club and getting to discuss different books with different groups of students. So book clubs kind of always remain this new and shiny object in our classroom because, you know, it's kind of like when you get a new seating arrangement. Kids love the seating arrangement right away, but after a while they get annoyed with whoever they're sitting next to. It's kind of the same thing. If your book clubs are constantly always changing, they're always going to be fun and exciting. Plus then I think, you know, students can experience so many different genres, so many different authors because, you know, you could do a picture book club in a single week as compared to an entire month where it might take them to get through a chapter book. So I love using picture books for book clubs in upper elementary. Plus, I think it just like sends the message to students that it's like, you know what, like we read and enjoy all types of books. You know, if you are doing book clubs, this is just a little like book club plug. But if you are doing book clubs in your classroom, try to be intentional about chapter books and picture books and articles and nonfiction and even reading passages. You know, just try to expose your students to all different types of texts, you know, have like a poetry book club, if you will. But, you know, really think about how can you use the structure of your book clubs 
to be intentional about exposing your students to a wide range of texts and picture books should definitely be on that list. Now, another thing that you can do if you're just trying to think of simple routines or easy things that you can do that make it easy for you to share picture books with your students is you could do something like a first five Friday. And this is kind of like a first chapter Friday. I know a lot of teachers in upper elementary will do first chapter Friday where every Friday they read just like the first chapter of a chapter book to, you know, sort of like introduce it to their students, to tease it, to encourage them to want to read it. And you can do the same thing, but with a picture book, you know, so if you want to help your students get excited about reading picture books every Friday, maybe at the end of your morning meeting or at the start of your reading block, grab a new picture book that you have not read to your students before and just read the first five pages. That's it. You're giving them just a little teaser. And then this is one of the things I love doing anytime you are doing some sort of like, you know, whether it's like, okay, this book is now available, make the picture book accessible to them in your class library or create like a wait list. I love this idea of like having a wait list for a book. You know, if you think about it, like, I don't know if you have like a Kindle or your library, but a lot of times if you are trying to check out a Kindle book or an ebook at the library, it's like you have to be on the wait list. And then as soon as you get that book, you're like, okay, I got to get this book done in like two weeks because, you know, however much time you have for it. And it's kind of the same thing, you know, so if you want your students to be excited about reading a picture book, you know, make the book accessible, but have them create a wait list and then give them, you know, it's like, okay, here's the picture book, but today's your day to read it. So make sure you get it read during your independent reading time. And I just think anytime we can create some like urgency or excitement, it just gets our kids excited about reading, which makes it more fun, which is kind of our goal in the first place. And then my next tip is kind of similar to this, but it's a weekly routine, and that is to have a mystery reader or a guest reader come in every week and share their favorite picture book. And I know the idea of having like a mystery reader or a guest reader is really popular in lower elementary. I did it when I was a first grade teacher, but there's no reason why you can't have a guest reader come in in your upper elementary classroom as well. If you're a third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade teacher, your students are still going to love hearing adults, other people besides you read to them, you know, and I think also kids kind of love any sort of like surprise or mystery. So if you have a mystery reader come in every Friday, that's something for them to look forward to at the start of the week. Okay, who is our mystery reader going to be this week? You know, you could even give like little hints throughout the week to see if they can guess who it is. And the guests could be parents or friends of your students. You could invite in the other staff or teachers in your building to come and read to your students. You know, when I was an assistant principal, I loved it. I mean, it was literally the highlight. I, I missed being a teacher and I missed being in the classroom. And so anytime I was invited to go back into a classroom to be a part of any learning experience, I loved it. And so I loved it when teachers invited me to come into their classroom to read to their students. And it didn't happen often, honestly. I wish it would have happened more, but I said yes to it all the time. And I promise you, if you would go to your assistant principal or your principal or any instructional coach, or honestly, even like your, you know, your secretary or your school nurse, I think any non-teaching staff in your building would love the opportunity to share a story with your students. You know, I think people who work in schools just love kids and love helping kids and teachers in any way that they can. And if they could be a part of your classroom, that I think would just make their day. So invite the school staff to come in and read a book to them. Even if it's your own family and friends to come in, I I've lived out of state. My whole family lives up in Minnesota and my mom was a teacher. And, you know, I always kind of wish that I would have had the opportunity for her to like come in and read to my students. But thanks to the internet now, it's like, even if you have family and friends that don't live close by, I know that they are going to be supportive and encouraging of you because I just feel like that's what people do for the teachers in their lives. Ask them to record a video reading your favorite story and share that with your class or ask them to do like a Zoom 
you know, or a FaceTime where they can share a story with your students. So I think just, again, anybody, whether it is your students' parents, your family and friends, you know, other staff in your building, come up with a mystery reader schedule. And honestly, this is taking like 30 minutes out of your week and you don't even have to do the work. You know, it's like you just have to get somebody to come in. And I think when students can see other adults, especially in their immediate community, reading to them, I think it just values this idea of reading and sharing stories and how that is like a priority in our community. So definitely consider having a mystery reader, even in upper elementary. And then my last tip is to find picture books that complement your novel study. And I know in upper elementary, many, many teachers love using novel studies as kind of like the anchor of their literacy block. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with using novel studies to teach the reading standards or skills or to use novels as your primary read aloud. But there's also a lot of benefits to using picture books as well. And I think it's important that we kind of like find time and ways to prioritize both. You know, so if you're right now using a novel study or right now you're like in the middle of a novel, a chapter book to your students, see if you can find a few picture books that complement or connect to the theme or the topic or have similar characters or a similar problem you know, something that can be a connection to the novel study. And then either when you're in the middle of your novel study or when you're at the very end of your novel study, read the picture books and then do a little like comparing and contrasting or synthesizing activity with your students, you know, so they can sort of see the just the difference in the stories and even, you know, talk about did they prefer to read about this theme in a chapter book or did they prefer to read about this theme in a picture book? You know, what did they learn about this? You know, whatever it is, what did they learn about the topic from the, you know, the novel versus like the picture book? So Use your novel studies as a way to inform the picture books that you select and then, you know, incorporate picture books that will sort of like support your novel studies as well. So those are my six tips. Hopefully, hopefully they're just inspiring and motivating and getting you so much more excited about reading picture books in your classroom in 2022. Golly, 2022, how did we get here? But real quick, let me review these six tips. So make sure you are prioritizing reading picture books just for fun. Make that a priority of your day every day if you possibly can. And then think about using picture books as your mentor texts to teach all of your literacy objectives. Try to use picture books as part of your book clubs. Think about doing a first five pages Fridays. So every Friday, read the first five pages of a picture book. Think about doing a mystery or guest reader in your classroom every week to share their favorite picture book. And then think about using picture books as a way to complement your novel study. So Hopefully these ideas are helpful for you. You know I love putting together episodes that really resonate with you. So if you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, do not hesitate to reach out to me. I love connecting with teachers outside of the podcast, either in our Upper Elementary Reading Teachers Facebook group or on Instagram. I am at the Stellar Teacher Company. And don't forget to tune in this Thursday for week three of our Best Year Ever bonus series. We are airing it every Thursday during the month of January. If you happen to miss the first two weeks, do not worry. You can find them on our website at stellarteacher.com. But this week, I am interviewing Bree from Nutrition for Teachers, and it is really a great conversation that you are not going to want to miss. She talks a lot about how we can use just our diet and meal plan to help be intentional about basically creating more energy for the busy teacher schedule. So good conversation. Definitely don't want to miss it. I will see you on Thursday, and I hope you have a stellar week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would follow along and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. 
And don't forget to join me over on Instagram at The Seller Teacher Company. You can always find the links and resources from this episode in the show notes at StellarTeacher.com. I'll see you back here next week.